The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. that you breathe upon us, O God of heaven. Thank you for drowning our fears in your ocean of perfect love. Thank you, Lord. Today we ask that you open our eyes, O God of heaven. Cause us to see as we ought to see and let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Say good morning to your neighbor. Again. Now tell them your names. Tell them your names. Tell them your names. Introduce yourselves. Now, this is not just as you will learn in, as we go on and press further into this um, gold and silver series, try to remember the name of the person that you um, exchange names, as it were, in, in, in church. And when you see them in church next week, walk up to them and greet them by name. And you know, if you really can't remember, walk up to them and tell them to please remind you that you will not forget again. Praise God. It is so, so important. Unbelievably important. We, we saw last week um, when we started part one of our series, um, Silver and Gold. Gold and Silver. <laughs> And we, we explained that things change so rapidly in the world. Things change so rapidly in the world. And the more things change, the more we need to depend on the things that do not change. And we explained that it's all about the fundamentals. It's all about the fundamentals. In every field, you need to get the fundamentals in place. And apart from, you see, the fear of death, the fear of the financial future of people is the second biggest fear that man has. What will happen tomorrow? Will I be able to provide for my family? Will my children be able to stand by themselves financially. And as we look at the gold and silver and, 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 and dive into it, these fears will be far away from us in the mighty name of Jesus. And that is why it is so key that we have our fundamentals in place. It's so important. First, we, we laid two, the foundation for two fundamentals last week. And the, the first we, we did say last week that the number one contender for 
with God for the heart of man is what? Is money. Is money. That mammon is a direct interpretation for money. It is, it is, it represents money, it represents the spirit behind money. And money is not altogether neutral. And we, we said that if, if, you, if you feel that your future is bleak because you are broke, or you feel that your, your future is bright because you have gold, that money is playing tricks on you. Mammon is playing tricks on you. We also explained, I mean, so if you missed last week, please get the message. We also explained, <laughs> came up by itself, that the foundation of wealth is the covenant. The foundation of wealth is the covenant. For the Christian, and we need to understand that. Why? We answered questions that, that does God want you to be wealthy? Does God want you to be, to be wealthy? Will every Christian be wealthy? Is it a benchmark for anything? We, we answer questions like, she, if, a, if a lady wants to, says she needs to get married to a man that has a stable source of income, does that make her materialistic? Does that make her a gold digger? Uh, uh. We explained that when a lady says that it doesn't make her a gold digger. Not at all. And we saw in scriptures, Ephesians 2, Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 12, it says, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, you were excluded from the citizenship in Israel. You were foreigners to the covenant of promise. But now, verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off, you weren't a citizen of Israel, you who were a foreigner to the covenant of promise, you have been brought in by the blood of, of Jesus Christ. So it means that because we are in Christ, we are now spiritual Jews. In fact, God sees us as Jews. But we have to say spiritual Jews because if you show up in Israel now, they will not accept you. You can go and go with your Bible and say, can't you people see? I am a Jew. A time will come when that will be possible. When Jesus comes to reign. Praise the name of the Lord. But right now, we stay spiritual. And we have full access to everything. So we, we've been brought into that covenant. We've been brought into, bring up verse 13 again. We've been brought into that covenant by the blood of Jesus. So the basis for wealth for the natural Jew and the basis for wealth for the spiritual Jew is what? Is the covenant. Is the covenant. Is the covenant. What covenant? What covenant? The Abrahamic covenant is the covenant God had with Abraham. So we explained last week that 
looking at that covenant, we explained how man started with Adam. Along the way, God found a man from her of the childings called Abraham and called him to walk with him. So the, the, the original blessings that God had for, for Adam still flowed through Abraham, but God started a new work with Abraham. But at Sinai, the Jews said to God, you are too awesome for us. We don't want to relate with you directly. You know, let's speak to Moses. He will speak to us. It has never been God's plan to have an intermediary in a man between him and his children. Never. But he allowed it. So the Levitical order came into being. The Mosaic covenant came into being. But at the cross of Jesus, so when you see, read in the Bible and talk about the old covenant, he's talking about what? The Mosaic covenant. The old covenant, largely, is the Mosaic covenant. Now, at the cross of Jesus, it was cancelled. It was cancelled. But the Abrahamic covenant continued. And in fact, those of us that are regarded as Gentiles, that we, we are not privy to start this journey with the Jews, you know, um, and we um, joined later on, when we come to Christ, we branch off from Adam into Christ. So we branch off from Adam into what? Into who? Into Christ. Then we become a part of the Abrahamic line. And when God wants to confirm his covenant, Deuteronomy 8, Deuteronomy 8, verse 18 It says, remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the ability to what? To produce wealth and so confirms his covenant. He confirms his covenant by by what? Now, and that is good news. Good news, the gospel is good news. The gospel is good news. And the word salvation Sauzo, that's the root word, means it's the same word that is used for salvation when you give your life to Jesus. Same word. It's the same word that is used for healing. Acts 3. When the, at the beautiful gate, the same word, by the time got to 4, Acts 4, the same word was used for healing. So the same word will be used for deliverance. The same word will be used for Baptism in the Holy Spirit in, in a level. So, so what is God saying to someone that is sick? What's the good news to someone that is sick? Healing is the good news. What's the good news to someone that is possessed with demons and needs deliverance? What's the good news? Deliverance. Deliverance. So what's the good news to someone that is is stricken with poverty or struggling with spirit of poverty. What's the good news? That is the good news. Now, praise the name of the Lord. That 
is why the presentation of the gospel must be different from one culture to the other. Some people for generations past have paid the price and laid the foundation for wealth that the new generation is coming into. So their problem is not poverty. So if you are going to preach in Denmark, where there's like 24-7, the bandwidth is yafu yafu, you cannot be saying poverty. Jesus will bless you. No, 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 no. They will not listen to you. You have to tell them that Jesus will save your soul. You have an emptiness in your soul. And they will admit. You are trying to fill it with drugs and sex. They will say yes. You can come to Jesus. They will come. You are lonely and depressed. They will say yes. But if you come to Africa, we have a very strong communal base. So loneliness and depression is, 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 is real, but, but it is it, rising. I'm not downplaying it. But traditionally, does not define us as a people. The problem is poverty and demons. <laughs> so you cannot be talking about the good news. The good news that does not address demons and poverty cannot thrive in Africa. Do you want to hear the truth? But at the end of the day, the problem with us is we try to replace... Ah. Okay. I'm constrained for time. We try to replace God with the herbalist. That's the problem with us. The Western guys, when they come to Christ, and so whatever way, whichever, maybe it's healing, maybe it's deliverance, when they come to Christ, they embrace the source, the giver. They embrace him. Largely, when the African comes to Christ, he sees God as a babalawo and otukumoko man. As a hospital, as a doctor, that you visit when you have a problem. So they don't embrace the source. They don't embrace the giver, but they always want the gifts. That's why every, every time you want a miracle, you want deliverance, oh, you want breakthrough, you want to drink anointing oil, you want, to, you want mantle. God is not a herbalist. God is what? He's not a herbalist. We should move beyond it and embrace the source who is God. Galatians 3 says to us that Christ was, has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. The curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hung on a tree through Christ. I must say through Christ. Through Christ. God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to 
through Christ. So, so, so the, 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 the covenant that is old is, can never be the Abrahamic covenant. In fact, the cross gives us access. If you, yeah, if you say through him, we that are Gentiles, is blessed us with the same. The, what does the same mean? Exactly the same. So it means the same way Mordecai will say, I can't bow because I'm a Jew. Because he knew who he was. The same way you can look at your situation and say, I can't bow. I'm a Jew. I'm a spiritual Jew. I can't bow to poverty. I'm a Jew. The same way, the, if you look at the, the prospect of the nation of Israel, the nation of Israel is smaller than Lego, Lego, the state of Lagos. Do you know that? Smaller by Le- than Lagos. Less than half. Eight million people. Thereabout. Lagos is about 20. But the prosperity is more than almost times 10 of Nigeria. More than times 10, actually. While we have more than a hundred times of their resources. But the covenant they are operating is producing wealth that oil cannot produce. And that covenant, God is saying, is yours also. So you have Listen, we, 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 if you get this into your spirit, you have no business with poverty. None. 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 The same. The same blessings. I mean, he promised Abraham. So we have the same blessings. Now, um, quickly, if I just look at what, so what are these blessings that God has for Abraham that, you know, I mean, we we'll look at it. The covenant, what, what does the covenant avail, avail to Abraham? There are three main parts of the covenant. We studied it, again, by God's grace, you know, over the years, I would say over a decade of study. <laughs> you know, it is land, seed, and the blessing. The blessing has several components. A component of the blessing Many of them, they couldn't access it because it talks about the, the release of the Holy Spirit, which we have come into. But there's a component of the blessing that, you know, that makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord does what? And Abraham was a spiritual man. In fact, he was the very first person that was called a prophet in the Bible. Deeply spiritual man. So when God blessed him, God is saying, through Christ, the seed of Abraham is in you. You are a child of Abraham. The seed of Abraham is in you. Your nature, you are naturally, you are born. You know, some, some people are born naturally. They have natural intelligence. Praise the name of the Lord. Some people, are, they are naturally beautiful. Like the people in God's favorite house. 
naturally, it just flows. Once you enter, once, if it's your first time, even if you are ugly, you notice that once you enter the door, ah, ah, things are changing. You know? <laughs> Praise the name of God. <laughs> because you get infused by the genes. And it's, it's, we've explained this before. When we look at how things are set up, it's one thing to have a natural disposition to be infused with things you had no contribution to, which is a covenant. I can't, I can't break Abrahamic covenant. It's impossible. I've explained unilateral covenants and bilateral covenants in the past. For us, the Abrahamic covenant is unilateral. You can't break it. Praise God. However, we've explained that, you see, there's nature which is genetic predisposition. I am the seed of Abraham. And there's nurture which is conditioning. So it is not enough to... Have the genes, the beautiful genes. You still have to have your bath. Say, I have a beautiful genes. Don't have your bath for seven days. Don't take care of yourself. Don't comb your hair or do your hair. And, you know, I have beautiful genes. You will be corrupting the effect of those genes. Praise the name of the Lord. First John 5, 4 says... Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone that is born of God overcomes the world. Everyone that is born of God, you have the nature of God. By the time you begin to condition and nurture, you will overcome the world. It is impossible. It is impossible. For you to stay down. It is impossible. Listen, I'm telling you, it is impossible for you to, say, to stay down. It's impossible. That is if you nurture. If you nurture. If you nurture. You have intelligent genes. But you will not study. You will not go for classes. You will not. You can manage to survive. But you will never be the best that God has created you to be. You need to condition it. You need to nurture it. You need to nurture it. So the, these genes that produces gold and silver that you have in you, how do you nurture it? How do you nurture it? Two things very quickly. Two ways. Very quickly. Today. And we'll take it from there when we're rounding up the service. The three-part uh, the, the, the series. The three-part series. So, the, the first thing in nurturing the nature of greatness that is in you, the very first thing, for some people, it's a huge shock. They can't believe this is it. Just wait for it. The intersection. The very first thing is work. The very first thing is work. Nurtured to work. You know, so people feel, oh, they get it twisted. I am favored. I don't have to work. 
No, 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 no. Favor actually ushers you into work. Favor ushers you into work. You know, you, 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 got, you got a promotion, a job that you did not qualify for. Guess what is going to happen on the day you resume the job? More work. Proverbs 6, 6 to 11 talks about the lazy bone. The lazy bones. He says, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler, there's no one to chase them. There's no one to wake them up. They don't have a mobile phone. They don't have an alarm clock. They, don't ha- they, they have no supervision. They labor hard all summer, gathering food for winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? How long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep. I think they should remove the snooze button from alarms. The snooze button has caused a lot of problems. Snooze. A little extra sleep. You know, you know you can set up your alarm to remove your snooze button. Try and do that. And put your phone very far away from you. And put a China ringtone. <laughs> a little excessive, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Says, then poverty will pounce on such a person like a bandit. Scarcity we attack such a person like, like what? An armed robber. The answer is work. The answer is work. The na- you need to be nurtured to work. You need to be nurtured to what? My grandmother used to say, work does not kill. Try it. It will not kill you. It doesn't kill. A lazy bone. How do you recognize a lazy bone? A lazy bone is someone that says, there's no work. I can't find work. It's a lie. Lazy bone. Lazy bone. Say, but pastor, but I've been applying. There is always work to be done. Always. Oh, but there is an economic downturn. There is what? Always work to be done. The problem is usually, you know, I've heard people say that, uh, but at my level, that job is too small. So you rather sit at home so that your wife can feed you. Because at your level, you can be eating food that you do not provide. At your level. You are too big for the world, but you are not too big. Now, now, question, question. My struggle is this. I, I don't even know. How are they even able to eat that food? Koyemi, how are you able to eat it? They, they put food in front of you. You don't know where it has come from. You say, where is the head of the fish? <laughs> Lazy bone. I've said it before, you know, and, and you see, and when I said it, I was, I'm just, I was just growing in this knowledge. By the grace of God, I, don't, I didn't know all I knew today. I've said it years ago, about 10 years ago, that if it means I'm going to carry... Bon, bon, 
and do cement and join builders so that I can put food on the table for my family, I will do it. Go and ask my wife. I will do it. There is no shame. There's no shame in labor. How do they say that thing? There's dignity in labor. Go and find something to do. Sit down, waiting for breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough. You have drank anointing oil. 15 bottles. 15 bottles of anointing oil. Nothing is wrong with the anointing oil. The mistake we are making in this part of the world is that we think how to nurture the greatness is by drinking anointing oil, using mantle, laying on of hands. Those things don't, don't nurture. These are the things that nurture the seed. <laughs> Number one is work. Proverbs 12, 24 says to us, quickly, Proverbs 12, 24 says, work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become the choice is yours. The choice is yours. So, number one, we saw, we said, you, you are not sure to work. Number two, and this is so important, so hugely important. Not sure to connect. Not sure to connect. There are things that by themselves, when they discovered aluminum, they couldn't, I mean, nothing can be done with it. Literally. But when they discovered how to mix aluminum with other metals, we could create Aircraft, mixing things together, mixing things together. Everything we, that is useful to man today is either a mixture or a compound. Everything that is useful to man. The water you drink, the chair you sit on, the clothes you wear, there's nothing that when you get to it is in the pure element that is useful by itself. It usually has to mix with something. One of the best things that combination has cost, that has changed humanity for life, is when they discovered how to mix egg with dairy product to produce ice cream. That's the best invention of man ever. Do you agree with that? Oh, ice cream is, is, is the best thing after sliced bread. <laughs> is ice cream. Ecclesiastes 4, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 says, two people are better off. Two people. You have to be nurtured to connect. Two are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. We make money. You see, the term making money, I've explained that in the root of, 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 of the root word in Hebrew, kesef, and we broke it down in season one. Please check out season one of Silver and Gold. But the concept of winning money, you will never see it in Hebrew. Winning money. So playing lottery, you know, that thing, God's hands is not in it. That's not how God wants to make you great by, by, by betting. No? Just not. You, you can't. 
We literally, so how do we make money? This is, some, this is the summary of how we make money. We literally create money by making someone else happy. We literally create money by making somebody else happy. That is how we create money. The person that is going to, is responsible for your promotion, if he's not happy, <laughs> you still be fasting and praying. You know? It's all about someone else. It's all about someone else. Your customers, it's all about someone else. It's all about someone else. And you see, the more people you know, the more people you are connected to, the better for you. Which is why I said, try and remember the person's name. You never know. And you're not doing it because you never know. You're doing it because that is how you are created. You are created to connect. You are created to what? <clears throat> to connect. To connect. So basically, if you, if you look at um, this concept, if you look at how that changes your life, the people you know, you have to know people. Say, man knows man. It's, it's, that is how the world works. You have to know people. Don't buy that lie that I'm not a people person. God is not unjust. So even though you are not the life of the party, you are created to connect to people. You must find your own mojo on connecting to people because your destiny is dependent on connecting to people. President of the Lord. So the people you know, but beyond the people you know is the people is who knows you. Who knows you? So, do you know the president of the United States of America? Do you know him? Yes. Does he know you? So, your knowing him is not very useful to you. You have to deliberately increase the people you know on a monthly basis. In season one, I've explained it. If you what you don't measure, cannot you cannot manage. You cannot improve. If you want to lose weight, you don't measure. You don't climb on the scale. You can never lose the weight. Your money, if you don't measure it, you cannot. If you, your business, if you don't measure your, your indices, your your your, your key uh, performance indexes, you can never improve. So, who you know? Who? If the number of people you know, how do you know? The people that can pick your call. You call them, they see your call, they say, ah, I have to pick this call. Those are the people that knows you. If, if you call somebody, he doesn't pick your call. He doesn't know you. Say, but, 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 but we went to the same secondary school. Says, have we met before? You, I, I, you know, it's a very, not a good place to be. You know, when, when you meet your, your mates in the mall, and they're like, ah, you look familiar. I said, ah, but this is, I said, but I'm not sure we've met. When they see you, 
They will be saying, ah, wait, 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 wait. Can we take a selfie? That's your story. In the name of Jesus. And we have to round up. <laughs> but I just feel it's unfair on 8 a.m. people. <laughs> but we have to take all the children's dances, you know, and all those things. <clears throat> we are not saying it's a waste of time, but it takes time. <laughs> now, beyond who knows you is who likes you? So, you need to increase your likability. You need to increase your likability. And this is huge. This is huge. How do you deliberately make yourself likable? The Bible says that he that must have friends must be what? must show himself friendly. You can't continue to be cranky and think people are going to like you. Ask your spouse. They don't like you when you are cranky. And those are people that are committed to you for life. Talk less of someone that doesn't, doesn't owe you anything. And you are displaying bad behavior. They just stay away from you. Nobody owes you anything. Praise God. So who likes you? Now, now, this is where the, um, the magic happens. But you know what I mean by magic happens. It's a manner of speaking, you know. Is who trusts you. You need to, maybe part of our um, bookie remind me, we need to do um, an e-course on the GFH Academy that we, we, we just launched, praise God, that will move people from here to here. If, when you have relationships that are here, they will bring businesses your way. They will, they will, be, they will, they will be the ones, and, and it, it's people that can bring business your way, that's where your gold is, Right? That's why, that's why your gold is. So, what's the value of somebody that knows you and doesn't like you? What's the value of somebody that likes you and doesn't trust you? They like you, I like that girl. But, ah, I can't trust her with my husband. What, what's the value? What's the value of, oh, ah, I like that man, but ah, I can't trust him with deadlines. If he says he will come at 10, if he show up at uh, 12 noon, and he will have something to say. What's the value? But guess what? Guess what? What I've seen in life, experiences, you can jump from here to here with total disregard for here. There are people that don't like you that can trust you. I've had people that don't like me. But they will say that if you want a good church, that they will teach you the word. The guy does not mess around, though. Is that God's favorite house? They don't ask the guy, that, why are you not going there? Like, I don't like him. The guy is too hard. I don't like him. But, but he doesn't like me, but he's recommending people to God's favorite house. He trusts me, but he doesn't like me. Guess what? I don't give a damn. 
I'm sorry. You're like, oh, pastor, that's what the guy is saying now. I mean, why do you have to say that? But it's the truth. So the truth is this, if you, that every relationship has a connection key. Every relationship has what? A connection key. Great people find it and use it. Every relationship has a connection key. Your relationship with your wife, there's a connection key. Your relationship with your husband, there's a connection key. Your relationship with your father, there's a connection key. For parents, let me, let me try and get into a few more details. For parents, the connection key is honor. My grandmother used to say that the child that knows how to wash his hands, we eat with elders. If you are daft, you don't know how to wash your hands. And you come to the table with elders, they will send you away. You have to learn how to know how to what? You should, everyone that is great disconnects from dishonor. You must disconnect from dishonor. If someone disconnect, dishonors you, disconnect. Ephesians 6, I think, verse 2, it says, honor your father and your mother. You see, today's Father's Day, so we're going to leave the mother bit part out of it. Honor your father. <laughs> This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father, <laughs> things will do what? Go well with you. What does that mean? You will have plenty of gold and silver. You will be in health. You will be in wealth. Things will go well with you. And you will have a long life on earth. God was saying, the key to, co- to, my co- to, my, to connect with me, he says, if you think I'm your master, if I am your master, where's my fear? The key to connect to your master is fear. If I am your father, where is my honor? The key to connect to your father is what? It's honor. So for all the fathers in this place, when you step out of this place, for all the wives here, the honor level is going to go up in the name of Jesus because you are going to honor that man. It's the key. Say, <laughs> Pastor, what about me now? Don't worry about you. Today's Father's Day. <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's important for, for love for a man is honor and respect. Love for a woman is, is what? It's affection. Can we, can we shoot over the time a little bit? Okay. So, boom. We, there's a story of a, a, a young boy that went, it's a Jewish boy. He went to his father and he says to his father, oh, I love this girl. I want to take this to the next level. I want to marry her. And the father says, how do you know you love her? Ah, I really love her. He says, how do you know you love her? He says, okay, dad, let me tell you a story. Last night, when I walked out home, and it was time for me to go, and I gave her a good night hug, she had a dog. And the dog, obviously out of jealousy, came and beats me 
big dog beat me in the leg. And they had to, the girl had to tell the dog to go back. And the dog went back. Daddy says, uh-huh. He said, Dad, I did not feel the pain until this morning. <laughs> Since the love was too strong. Neutralizes the pain of dog bite. <laughs> ah, oh my shoe. There is a Hebrew word for love that is not commonly known, at least in this part of the world. We know agape, we know filio, we know eros, you know, and a few others. But it's one that is foundational to relationship between a husband, a man and a woman that is not commonly known. I'll be surprised if you've heard about it, but it's so pivotal. And so, so, and the father now said to him, that listen, however, which is love in Hebrew, the foundational thing is the consequence of accepting and discharging obligation. That love flows from accepting and discharging obligation. Affection should flow from obligation. When you have accepted a person and you are, ob- you are obliged, you've taken it as an obligation to take care of the person, to nurture the person, love flows from there. But the problem is, when you want obligation to flow from affection, because affection is fickle, when affection goes down, what happens to your obligation? You don't want to do it anymore. You don't want to do it anymore. It's a huge key. So you need to stay connected. You need to understand what love really is. Praise God. I see laughing at the dog. And the, the, the boy that the dog beat. So basically, the most important keys, one of the most important keys to health and wealth is your connectivity. Really. You are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. You are the average of the three people you spend the most time with. Social media does not cut it. Social media will not I cannot cut it. It can't. In fact, if you from scriptures, connectivity is face to face. It's face to face. It's face to face. The word panim is the Hebrew word for face. If I'm going to, if I'm, I'm learning a second language and it's Hebrew, as you have discovered, and it's the same word for inside. The same word Hebrew for face is what inside panim. Scientists tell us that there are 50 muscles in the face that is dedicated to communication. 50, over 50 they say, not 50. It's dedicated to what? To communication. When people see an angel or God appears to them, in scripture, they always look down. Check. They always bow down. They always look down because they you can't see God face to face and live. If you see his inside, it engulfs you and it sucks you in and you cease to exist here on earth. That's what happened to Enoch. He walked with God and he was walking. They were strolling. They were physical earth. They were strolling. They were strolling. They were strolling. And he looked at God's face. There's no trace of his body on earth. Engulfed 
engulfed. So the, the, the face-to-face thing is huge. That's why in Exodus 33, 11, you know, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses how? Face-to-face. That's why God said to um, Miriam, are you are not afraid. Why were you not afraid to talk about Moses? If I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to you in parable. Which means your face must be to the ground. He, I have chosen to speak face to face. That's why Jacob would say, ah, this is Peniel, the face of God. I've seen the face of God and my life has been preserved. Why? Because it is standard. They know it, the Jews know it. If you see God, you go. And if you discover that you have seen God, you have gone. When you see God, just check, you are in heaven. You are dead. So, what, what, what am I saying? Your face is one of your keys to your fortune. Your face is, is a huge key to your fortune. So, you have, to mesh, you, have to, you have to master the use of your face. You have to learn to have an expressive face. You have to... If you, have, if you have a lazy face, expressionless face, it's going to affect your relationships. Why do you think, why do you think that, have you noticed that beautiful women get things done faster? Listen, it's not, it's not always about lust. No. Human beings are drawn to a beautiful face, a happy face, a face that radiates beauty and joy. You have to stop frowning, my brother. It's affecting your gold and your silver. You have to stop frowning. Learn to smile. Try, try, try. Some people cannot even fake a smile for a selfie. I was going to, you know, I take selfies with people. And I look at some of my pictures. I'm like, can't you just try it? I'm going to give you an assignment. I've given you one assignment already about increasing the people that will pick your call deliberately. We'll, we'll develop a course around that. Number two, an assignment. It's even easier with your phones today. Try and create different faces with your phone. Take the pictures. Take the pictures. Try and control your face because it controls your gold. Learn how to have an expressionless face, how to have a sad face, a happy face. Try and Look at yourself in the mirror. Have an engaging face, a conversation face. When you shake somebody's hands and you're looking at their hands, you're looking away from them, it says you're a timid person. I don't want to do business with you. That's what you're saying. When you shake someone's hands and you look into their eyes and you smile, you say, I want to work with this person. Your face affects so many things. Why? Because... You, 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 when your face controls the environment, this thing I'm teaching you. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, 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 when you control your face, you are able to see the good face of the other person. It's called, my grandmother would say, Ujurere, the good face. And there is no man, no man, that becomes successful without seeing the good face of another man. No man. No man becomes successful without seeing the good face of the other man, of another man. The people whose good face you must see, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will see it. You will see it. You will see it. But Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from who? The Lord. The maker of the heavens and the earth. Psalm 60 gives us a huge key to this. Psalm 60 says, verse 11, says, give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Through God, we shall do anything. Which means that ultimately, if you see the good face of God, that's when you can see the good face of man. Don't you realize, when you want to see God's face, when you come before God, God says, don't come before me grumbling. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. It is difficult to be saying thank you and be frowning. You enter his court with what? With praise. <laughs> you know, praise brings joy and laughter to your face, controls your face. It is strange to be praising God. With all my heart. Praising the Lord with all my heart. Always. You know that person has a problem. So God wants to control your face before you see his face. So that your face will ensure that you see his good face. It's huge. It's huge. And, 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 and when, when you see the good face of God, nothing good will pass you by. Nothing good will pass you by. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Say to God that I will see your good face, O God of heaven. That I will see your good face, your good face. Your favor, that is another word for it, <laughs> the good face. <laughs> if you are here, you don't have a relationship with God, how can you see his good face? But you're like, Pastor, can you pray with me? I want to see the good face of God. Yes, I want to pray with you. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I'll pray with you wherever you're seated. You're like, but Pastor, I used to be with God, but, but I, I cannot say I am seeing the good face of God. Can I come back to God? Yes, you can. Can I, can, can you, can I join these people you want to pray with? Yes, you can. Pastor, that is me. Pray with me wherever you are seated. Put up your hand now over your head. I will pray together. Now put up your hand. Put it up over your head. Quickly. God bless you. Put up that hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. That is huge. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. Oh, all the men in the house. God bless you, sir. That's a bold step, man. That's a bold step, man. I've not seen a single lady. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Today is Father's Day and the men are surrendering to God's face to see God's good face. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Any lady, ladies can commit too. Don't get me wrong. 
That is me. Put up your hand. God, I want to see your good face. God bless you, my sister. Uh-huh. God bless you, my sister. I see that hand. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand and talk to God and talk to God. That is me. Father, that is me. Ah, that is me. Let me see your good face. Let me see your good face. Let me see your good face. Oh, God of heaven. Anybody else, pull up that hand over your head. God bless you. God bless you. Put it up. Shoot it up until you have a card. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand and we'll pray together in a bit. Oh, Father, we thank you. The rest of us, let's talk to God. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrounding to you. We ask that you breathe upon everyone. Change these lives, oh God of heaven. Oh, my Father, let your name and your name alone be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And we pray for everyone that surrendered to you. We ask that you breathe upon them. Let them see your good face. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' amazing name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. For his kindness, his mercy, his compassion.